0: To Locked On Bucks, I'm your host, Cain Pitman, here for today's episode that is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Now, I am riding solo for today's show. We did already record another live pod over on the Locker Room app, but as is the nature, of 2021. We had some technical difficulties here and the audio didn't carry over, but I will say uh, that was one hell of a fun show with Frank and myself there. We're going to continue to do that, but uh, I wasn't expecting to do this, but here I am. We're going to do another episode here to make sure you guys that weren't able to join us can still follow along uh, on your usual podcast platform. If you do have any interest in joining the Locker Room app, then you can certainly download Uh, that's in the app store there. And then follow me at Kane Pittman. And it's a fun experience because you can not only jump in the chat room, uh, but we also brought in a couple of our listeners today to ask Frank and myself questions as well. So we'll do that on special occasions there. Once a week, we're going to try and have a locker room uh, session there. Uh, It just might not translate over to the podcast feed. So if you want to join in the fun, as I said, download the app, follow me at Kane Pittman, and we can go from there. Now, Uh, One other last piece of housekeeping here. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Kane Pittman and also send through some emails to lockedonbucks at gmail.com. I am back in the email now. I was out of it for a while, but I know not everyone that listens to the show has Twitter. So uh, if you have anything you want to add, uh, feel free to send us an email through there. So the Bucks beat the Spurs yesterday as I'm recording this. It was... The Bucks' 11th win in 12 games. They beat San Antonio one thirteen, uh, sorry 120 to 113. Now, of course, there was no Paddy Mills. So similar to the Sixers game with Joel Embiid, I think we would all agree that Paddy Mills and Joel Embiid are the same caliber of player. So a tough one for the Spurs uh, there to <laughs> pick up the win. Of course, my guy Paddy Mills, I would like to say that he did not play because he's about to get bought out and signed by the Bucks. But hey, that's my fantasy that I have here. Uh, we'll touch on PJ Tucker a little bit as the show rolls on here, but I don't want to bury the lead. The Bucks preparing to play the Indiana Pacers at 8pm central time at FiveServe Forum on Monday night. And Giannis is most likely not going to suit up in this one. Now I did get the injury report emailed through to me from the Bucs earlier today. And to my surprise, Giannis was listed as doubtful with a left knee sprain. Now, The interesting thing about this is that we didn't really get any major indication of a specific injury with Giannis. He did leave and go to the locker room early in the first quarter of that game, but of course, he came out to play, and not only play, but finished with 26 points, 8 rebounds, 15 assists on the night, so you assume that everything was okay. Now, perhaps he has pulled up a little bit sore, perhaps there was an incident that wasn't quite caught on camera. I know a lot of the social media sleuths have picked up on the fact that he might have been rubbing his knee a little bit from time to time. For a little bit of background history with Giannis and his knee, we've certainly seen over the years that he has missed games with knee soreness, as it has been described. And we know that the tendonitis type issues that he's had, particularly with his right knee, is something that we have seen, but not for quite a while, really, since the Jason Kidd days. And a big part of that has been the minutes management that he's had with the Bucs. The load hasn't quite been the same that it was with Jason Kidd through the regular season. But the left knee was actually the knee that Giannis hurt in that game against the Lakers. Now, in that instance, it was a very visible incident where he went down and the MRI proved that he had a minor joint capsule sprain. Now, we don't actually know the true severity of that injury at the time because, of course, as we know, two games later, the NBA shut down. Giannis had months to rehab and get himself back in shape. So it's kind of the unknown of how long Giannis would have actually missed with that knee injury had it not been for the season shutting down. The fact that it's the same knee, is it related? Who knows? Is it even a major injury? Who knows? Maybe it's just a simple fact of rest for Giannis, who has suited up and played in 40 out of 41 games for the Bucs. Milwaukee had an off day today, so we didn't get a chance to ask anyone about this injury. As I pointed out, he played through the game and played really well. So there was no indication that anyone should ask Giannis about an injury post-game. I know a lot of people pointed out, and certainly it was noticeable to me, the fact that Giannis stayed on the bench after the matchup for an extended period of time. He didn't really greet any of the Spurs players, but I didn't read too much into that because we've seen Giannis do that with star players, but not necessarily you know, anyone on the Spurs that I, I don't know that he's that close with those guys. So I didn't read a lot into it. He just looked tired after another big performance. Uh, perhaps he was a little bit sore. At the moment, it's all a mystery. We haven't seen any type of indication from any of the main newsbreakers, whether it's Shams or Woj, that anything is to worry about. I haven't received any uh, media release from the team that suggests he's getting an MRI, but we will find out pre-game when we get a chance to ask Bud at least whether it was an incident, whether it's an existing issue, whether it's rest, uh, whether it's purely precautionary. uh, We will find out more. But of course, it is always a little bit stressful when you see Giannis on the injury report and just the fact that it was a bit of a surprise today to see his name there uh, we have got used to him playing you know obviously so consistently and so regularly this season uh, that it is a shock for sure I did get someone on Twitter mention the fact that uh, his minutes have been up this season and wondered whether uh, that was going to whether that played any type of part whether this is fatigue whether this is Giannis really starting to show the, the wear and tear of a regular season where the schedule is compressed and there's more back-to-backs and you don't have as much time to practice, perhaps. The one thing I will say is that we've discussed this at length. When Giannis came out at the start of the season and said that he wanted to play more minutes and he wanted to work on his conditioning, I think universally we all said, this is great. This is what we want. I don't think he can just go straight into a postseason and say, all right, Giannis, now this is it. Go for it. It's playoff time. You've got to play 38 minutes. So he needs to be conditioned for that. But of course, if you are putting him in situations where he's on the court, where perhaps last year he wasn't, the risk increases. That's the nature of it. And of course, that's the, the scary part, I guess, of wanting to prepare this guy for the postseason moving forward. So again, uh, we will find out more with Giannis uh, tomorrow prior to the game. Uh, Hopefully, it's nothing, and if it is totally precautionary, then I think that it's not a bad thing for Giannis to have a a night off uh, against the Indiana Pacers. As I said, he's played 40 of 41 games this season, Uh, so we will see, but obviously, I appreciate and understand everyone is going to be very eager to hear from the team in regards to what this means for Giannis. The fact that he was listed as doubtful and not out at least tells you that, I mean, as far as we know with Giannis, he's going to be pushing to play in this game and it might be a case of the Bucks' medical team uh, holding him back a little bit, which we know they have had to do in the past. So we'll cross our fingers with Giannis and look forward to hearing back more tomorrow. It's time to take a quick second here to talk about some of our fantastic sponsors, starting with Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me, just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. I did not come up with that copy. I I still see myself as an elite athlete. But anyway, Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush as well, which is uh, quite handy. Now, the Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun Signature Percussive Therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out or an injury or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. Now. As always, we've got a good deal for you guys. You can try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on, theragun.com slash locked on. And of course... Our friends over at betonline.ag are fantastic supporters of our show and they are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, whether it's NBA, whether it's March Madness going on right now or hockey, you can do that all at betonline.ag as well as awards TV shows, reality TV. If you're interested in any of those things, you can check it all out at betonline.ag where they have the real updated odds, props, and almost anything that you can imagine. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Online, your online sportsbook experts. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski, also heard on Locked On Bucks from time to time, updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts, Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's talk some P.J. Tucker, who made his Milwaukee debut uh, in the game against San Antonio. And look, it wasn't uh, from a stats perspective, which we are going to come to be used to with P.J. Tucker. It wasn't exactly a night where you look at the box score and say, wow, P.J. Tucker had a huge impact on the game. Uh, That wasn't quite the case. He was a minus one In his time on the floor, he played 12 minutes. Uh, He only took one shot, which predictably was a corner three, which he did uh, miss. But I think for the most part, most Bucs fans were just excited to see him out there and see him defensively. If he can come up with some good plays, he certainly came up with a clean strip that Drew Holiday was able to claim while he was on the floor. And the Bucs tweeted out the clip, and I think it was awesome to see Holiday and Tucker linking up on a defensive play like that because I think we all envisage Milwaukee running lineups with Drew Holiday and Giannis and PJ Tucker and just the thought of a terrifying mix of perimeter defense and paint defense and rim protection with those three on the court. So even just a little glimpse like that I think was fun to see for Bucks fans. I will say I laughed a little bit at some of the tweets that we're getting around just because we know when you get a new face, when you get a new piece into the team, it's tremendously exciting for everyone. And every little thing that this player does to the positive or to the negative is heightened. And we saw another example of this with Blake Griffin on the Nets today. And Twitter went wild because Blake Griffin dunked. Who cares if he dunked? We all know that Blake Griffin can still dunk the basketball. He walked down an empty lane and threw down a soft dunk. Who cares? It doesn't matter. But of course, because it's a new face in Brooklyn, everyone's like, well, this is it. This is going to help to the title. Blake Griffin is back. He was you're hiding his injuries or whatever it may be when he was in Detroit. It's not really the case. It's first game up. He was obviously feeling a little bit hyped and he had a couple of decent moments in, in a win for Brooklyn. And P.J. Tucker was kind of the same, whether it was a defensive move that he made, Twitter went wild, whether it was a, a box out, anything. We were all just looking for anything to say, yes, P.J. Tucker, this is the player that we think we are going to get. For me, the postgame was the interesting situation with P.J. Tucker, and probably something that I took more out of was the way that the team spoke about P.J. Tucker after the game. Drew Holiday uh, mentioned after the game that the switching was a, a part of the game when the Bucks went to more switching against the Spurs. That was when they were able to get into the game. And he specifically said that Tucker's impact on, on that, on the switching, on the defensive side of the ball, was impactful already in his first appearance with Milwaukee. And I think it is significant because when we think back to what Drew Holiday said in his post-game press conferences, when we think about how Drew Holiday has been very transparent with his desire and his want and his experience with switching. You now add another guy in PJ Tucker that in previous years has been one of the best in the entire league in terms of IQ, in terms of communication, in terms of physical ability to switch across multiple positions. When you think about a guy that's 6'5", 6'6", and playing the center position with the Houston Rockets. So the fact that he was already out there communicating, I think is significant. Chris Middleton said that you can see the intensity already. He's ready to compete at the highest level. He wants it. He's going to be a great fit for us. A guy that can defend multiple positions. He can shoot the ball. He's smart. His IQ is high. You hear his voice in the locker room. You hear his voice on the bench during timeouts. And then on the court, just another veteran guy that knows how to play. Yana said that, He's always loud, even when he's on the bench. He's always talking. He's talking to the guys on the bench. He's talking to the guys on the court. And this is his first day here. We need that. We need somebody that's going to be loud at all times. And of course, I uh, have taken these quotes for the purpose of this podcast from our great friend, Eric Name, over at The Athletic. You can check out the full story there. There is a lot more to that story than what I've shared just here from the postgame with the Bucs. And I know a lot of you guys would have heard those quotes, but it does stand out to me. Because the one thing that I've mentioned a couple of times with PJ Tucker or one of the things that I've at least asked the question of is who is the guy that really keeps the Bucs accountable when things aren't going well? Who's the guy that stands up on this team and says, Giannis, what are you doing on that possession? Why are you defending that way? Chris Melton, why is your energy down? Who is the guy that lifts this team? Now, I think Drew Holiday has been a big boost in that regard because as we've heard from Bud and Giannis, he is a guy that when he speaks, everyone listens. But it's very clear that from day one, PJ Tucker brings that to this team. He brings that leadership and he's not going to bullshit anyone and he's not going to be scared to say what needs to be said on the bench or on the floor or in the practice court or in the locker room. So I think the fact that Tucker has come in engaged, ready to communicate and ready to make this team better I think is significant because, again, we've all asked the question about what is, what is Tucker going to be from a playing perspective? What has he got left in the tank? I think we can already tell from what we've heard from the rest of the team that he's coming in here for one reason, and that's to help the Bucks win a title. So there's just not a lot to take from PJ Tucker. It was only one game. Plenty more that we need to see from him as the weeks go on, and we'll see what lineups Bud goes with, We'll see uh, Tucker in situations where he plays with Giannis. I'm sure about that. And that's the thing that I think that we're all going to look forward to seeing as the weeks roll on here before the playoffs. And it's worth mentioning that Tucker is a guy that hasn't played for a few weeks here. So he's going to take some time to get into shape as well, as I mentioned, only the 12 minutes against the Spurs there. But overall, uh, certainly the words from the team, very positive about the acquisition and PJ Tucker. From what he, he said himself, he's excited to be in Milwaukee, which I think is a great sign. Quick note now from Blue Chew, our sponsors of the podcast here. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it is time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part... It's all done online. Uh, we got a deal for you guys. Try Bluetooth free when you use our promo code locked on at the checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's Chew.com, promo code locked on to receive your first month free. And we thank Bluetooth for sponsoring the podcast. But now it's time for Built Bar Madness. We know Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar that has ever been made. We've been telling you about that because it's low sugar, high protein, high fiber, low calorie, it tastes amazing. And we are really getting down to the business end of the Built Bar bracket. We're in the enticing eight. We are getting very close to the flavorful four before we get to the championship matchups here. So uh, you really, you you have to keep an eye out for what's coming on. A couple of the matchups coming up, coconut versus birthday cake. That's a matchup to get into the enticing eight. And the other matchup we have, coconut brownie chunk, which I can tell you is unbelievable, goes up against lemon almond cheesecake. So make sure you check out all the brackets there. And you can do that over at builtbar.com or on Twitter at bar underscore built. Remember, use the promo code locked15 to get 15% off your next order. That is locked15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar ever. Get more analysis of the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked On NBA Draft podcast, scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft. All right, we are just a couple of days away from the trade deadline here. Now, it's certainly possible that the Bucks have made their significant trade of the period by acquiring PJ Tucker. We will wait and see. I think one of the points that Frank made on the locker room pod that we did just here an hour or so ago was the fact that, you know, a player like Rodion Skurks is potentially a guy that the Bucks would look to move on. Now, uh, Frank mentioned this, and I think it's worth pointing out because we didn't actually bring it up in, in the first pod because I think we didn't really speak about Kuruks at all, but we've seen uh, online, and certainly a lot of Bucks fans have been pointing this out, and it makes uh, a lot of sense, is the fact that there is some legal ongoings with Kurix in regards to, a I think, a domestic violence or assault with his girlfriend. I, I don't know where they're at with the, the court charge with that, but I think you know, on the human level and in the locker room and the type of guys that the Bucs have had around the team, it doesn't really match up. And I think the fact that we haven't really heard anything from Kuru, I know he's struggling with some sort of injury, I don't think that there would be anyone that would be too upset if the Bucs would flip that guy in the next couple of days and get him out of here before the trade deadline. So that is potentially a contract the Bucs might be able to move uh, and, and we'll see if there's any other trade that they have. We do know that they have two spots left on the roster as it currently stands. And I think it's interesting from a lineup point of view because we saw in the first game that Tucker was here against San Antonio, that Bud went with a nine-man rotation. And we've seen a lot of this. But obviously, when you ship out a DJ Augustine who was in the rotation and also a Tory Craig who was in and out, uh, you're going to tighten that up a little bit more. And Bud went with Pat Connaughton, Bobby Portis, Bryn Forbes uh, off the bench in this game as well as Tucker, so really a nine-man rotation. And I think that is probably what you can expect if the Bucks don't make another addition, particularly at the guard spot. Thanasis is a guy that's probably going to take the hit here. I wouldn't expect to see too much of Thanasis on the floor now that the Bucs have acquired Tucker. But I will say, for those that saw my Twitter, Thanasis, he can stick to leapfrogging players in the tunnel as long as he doesn't hurt himself or any of his teammates. But this guy, I've almost never seen a guy like it. He's been in the rotation, he's been out of the rotation, and it just doesn't seem to really matter. This guy is just so enthusiastic for this team, for the success of this team. And we've spoke about it a lot, but I love Thanasis. I love seeing how excited he is for everyone's success. I love the fact that he never pouts. And I'm sure that he understands that he's not going to play now. And we spoke about Thanasis during the season and said, look, reality is that he's probably not going to be there in the postseason. But it doesn't stop him. He's still so happy. He was celebrating with PJ Tucker. He was celebrating Giannis Dunks through this game. And I just think he's a, he's a great influence to have in the locker room, even if he's not going to be playing. So that was fun to see. Frank hates when I bring this up. And he was certainly very thankful that I didn't mention this name in the locker room pod. But now that Frank isn't here with me, I can safely do so. The Bucs probably, if they're going to add anyone, it's going to be at the guard position. Austin Rivers is just a name that's been thrown out there by Frank. He's not the leader of the Austin Rivers Fan Cup. Okay. I just want to make that clear. But as much as he hates it, I'm going to continue to bring up that name. But it's just an example of a guy that the Bucs potentially could add to this roster. Because while I don't necessarily think it's desperate times for the Bucs to add another guard when you have Drew and Dante and Giannis and Chris that can handle the ball. Uh, then you, know, you can share those responsibilities. You can mix and match those lineups. But I think you put yourself at risk if what happens if you get an injury to Bryn Forbes? So what happens if you get an injury to Dante? They just don't have the depth of guys that they're going to be able to bring in. So I think that that is something to keep an eye on, not just before the deadline, but after that, when the buyout guys uh, continue to become apparent who, who you might be able to pick up. So uh, we'll wait and see there. But there's no doubt about it. Now, when you look at the roster composition that the Bucs have, a guard is most certainly the guy that the Bucs are going to be looking at. But I'll tell you this, at this year's trade deadline, I am going to be looking at the other teams in the East and what they do, and specifically the Philadelphia 76ers and, of course, the Miami Heat as well. The one name that continues to be thrown out there is Kyle Lowry. And I can tell you this, if you're a Bucs fan, You want Carl Lowry to stay in Toronto. You do not want him to go to Philadelphia. You certainly don't want him to go to Miami as well, because he is probably the one guy out there right now that we know of that is being rumored to be on the trade table that will make a significant difference in the Eastern Conference playoff race, in the Eastern Conference playoffs. Because if you add Carl Lowry to that Philadelphia team for mine, uh, they are right up there with Brooklyn as a pretty terrifying threat to have to play. We know he has the, the experience in the postseason. Uh, we know the last couple of years he's been a big factor for the Raptors for sure. So Kyle Lowry is one guy that I've got an eye on. And also Victor Oladipo. Now, he hasn't played great basketball in Houston. I will certainly accept that. But no one's happy in Houston. They've lost 20 damn games in a row. And I thought Oladipo was actually playing some pretty good basketball with the paces before the trade, he was at least starting to round into a little bit of form and attack the basket like we've seen Victor Oladipo do in the past. So whether or not he has a high level of play in the postseason in his tank for this year, I'm not 100% sure. But he's at least a wild card that I think is a significant chance to be traded and a significant chance to be traded to one of those two teams in the East. So we'll wait and see what happens there. And the last point I'll make in terms of what other teams do, because I think we always are happy for teams in the West to keep acquiring these players. And it's like, sure, maybe you'll meet these teams in the NBA Finals, but that's a long way away. We're more concerned about the second round, the Eastern Conference Finals, and we'll deal with the Finals when it comes. But the Lakers, we know, are going to be missing LeBron James for several weeks with that high ankle sprain. Anthony Davis is still struggling with that calf slash Achilles injury. So the Lakers are actually, all of a sudden, for me, an interesting wildcard team to see what they do at the trade deadline and if they try and make an acquisition to keep their head above water while the two superstars are out, which in a strange way could be a benefit for the Bucs if the Lakers become another team that are, are trying to trade. Now, they don't have a, a whole lot of deals that would be all that attractive. Perhaps Caldwell Pope, certainly Montrez Harrell, potentially another guy that they would look to move there. But the Lakers are just an interesting team for me to look. So as we are a few days out from the trade deadline. Certainly the possibility that the Bucks could make a trade, but I have my eyes absolutely on the rest of the East and from a Bucks perspective, certainly hoping that no one makes any moves and we leave it as it currently sits. So uh, we will wait and see, and certainly we're going to talk about that more on this podcast as the week rolls on. There's no doubt about that. Bucks and Pacers tonight, 8 p.m. Central Time, as I mentioned now. Indiana have won a couple in a row both over Miami. So they come in in good form with Giannis not expected to play. It's a tricky matchup for the Bucs who have won 11 of 12. So I'm really looking forward to that one. We will be back after the post-game show. After that game, we'll be back for a standard episode. Now, it's a little bit of a shame tonight. We all missed out on the wisdom of Frank Madden, but uh, it's another incentive to download the Locker Room app and jump in with us because we had contributions from Eric Peterson and Justin Sian jumped on. They were able to ask us questions. So that's a fun little addition to the Locker Room app. So I will leave it there because I feel like my voice is about to go. Bucks and paces, 8pm Central Time. Stay safe, enjoy the game, and we'll speak to you guys after.